let's stand to our feet. We're gonna sing a new song this morning. The song's about um, finding joy in, in the Lord's waters, letting him baptize us over and over again. We're gonna go over the chorus real quick. Sing this with me. Oh, there's joy in your waters. Let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I am made whole. I've been made new. There's joy in your waters. Let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I am made whole. I've been made new. Go and sing that. There's joy in your waters. Let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I am made whole. I've been made new. There's joy in your waters. Let your river rushing over my soul. I'm free, I'm cleansed, I'm made whole. I've been made new. Come on, sing this out.
these pieces. All these pieces, broken and scattered, in mercy gathered, mended and whole. Empty handed, but not forsaken, have been set free, have been set
declare this is where this is where I'm meant to be
Sing that over yourself. to hear that this morning. This is where we're meant to be. Come on, let's sing out this last song. Sign. 
sweating yet? Come on, sweaty pits gang. Let's get crazy for That one's not on. There you go. How's everybody doing today? Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Woo, I can feel Man. the heat. Feel the heat Who of the Lord. The just raining down on this place. There's like a song or something. Like, oh, 
Can you feel the heat? No, that's not how it goes. Awesome. Well, welcome to Living Stones Church. We're so excited you're here. We are your lead pastors, Justin and Chelsea Kenton. And we're so excited to be a part of everything. Hello to everybody online. Yes. How's everybody doing online? I want to say hi to people. Okay, so before we get too far, can you guys give us a big drum roll? Do it. We have something major we want to tell you. Oh, here it comes. Get ready. I'm just going to. Keep going. Let's see how much energy they have. Let's see if they like the misters. Come on. Let's see if they're excited to pie some pastors. Tell them what it is, Dave. This is the last week that we're going to be outside. <laughs> yeah, baby. So, so fired up. The school district has finally allowed us to go in without any without restrictions masks. or anything like that. And so we are going back inside next week. So excited. So next week is Father's Day. So, men. Yeah, there's okay. going to be so much cool stuff at, for Father's Day. I mean, Come. we're going to get, like, blow-up things. You it's going to be crazy. Saturday. You can go hunting on Saturday, but get your family to church on Sunday. It's going to be awesome. That's right. It's going to be epic. It's the best thing you can do. So excited. Now, I could probably count on one, maybe two hands, of how many people know how to set up church inside that are sitting here in front of me right now, <laughs> which is amazing. And so exciting. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually come in on Saturday, the 19th, to set up because that we want to have enough time. We're going to have some fun together as a family. So if you have time on Saturday afternoon and want to come, 1130 to 430, we're going we're gonna to eat together and yep. we're going to set up church and get it all set up and figure out what the new flow is going to look like. So if you want to be a part of that and you want to see it, Woo-hoo. come and be a part. So it'll be awesome. Yes. Okay. Super excited. So we've got some people online. we got John Hassler online. Oh, we got man. Carrie Bush oh, online. Heather Brano. Deb Dean. Come on from, from Arizona. Buckeye, Arizona. Come I love on. that, Deb. I'm glad you're here. Melanie McKinney. I love you. And, and Carolyn, I know, is watching. Dorothy Faraganin. The Jaramillos. we got so many cool people online. So Monica awesome. Harper. Alex Bush. I'm glad to see your name again up there, buddy. Oh, so thanks, awesome. Buddy. Lisa DeShane. Love you. Glad you're on. Come on. So, so much, so exciting. We got so much cool stuff. So, I just um, want to mention to you because we're going back inside. There's a verse that I'm, I'm just gonna say it. I don't know if it fits, but Uh-oh. it fits. Okay. But it says, "To whom much is given, much is required." Right. Come so on. We're going back inside. There's a little bit more to do, but also our children's ministry operates so so amazingly well and we yes want to dustin's incredible their Dustin team is incredible the team is amazing but if you notice there's a few little bb's and little guys um toddling around and we want to make sure that they are loved on and ministered to as well and when we go back in the building you're not going to have all of this free open space to roam around so we are looking for at least 10 people to say yes i will serve once a month in kids ministry because you get to be a part of not only giving moms and dads a break, but pouring into these kids that need love. They need to see Jesus. And it might be the only hour in their whole week that they might get to experience Jesus. And you get to be a part of that. So I want to invite you, don't leave today without telling one of our leaders, I'm in. I want to serve once a month. I'm in. I'm in it to win it. We're a part of a team. We're part of a family. Let's do it together. Come on. Well, as we talk about that, you know, who's a generous giver in here? Come on. We got some generous people in the house. This church is a generous church. I'll tell you that right now. Do you see that little that that vehicle right little. there? You called it little. Oh, just a, it, it's little in the eyes of the Lord, but so much bigger than anything we could ever ask or think. Come on, somebody. But but this vehicle right here saves people. Come on. Come on. That that is the QRV 
that you bunch of crazy people, come on, look at the person next to you and say, you're crazy. You're crazy. Right. You guys are crazy. Give them some context, though. Can you know why they're crazy? They're crazy because that, I, oh, I'm just so excited. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I hope you get to preach today. I'm just too excited. But that, that, that's the QRV. That's the quick response vehicle. And that vehicle is used to go out and save, save girls, save people on a whim. They get a phone call. They go out and, and they take care of, they go right into hell and pull people out. Amen. So that's what I love about this group. I'm, I'm so excited to have them. But you guys, you guys are a big part of making that happen. In one Sunday, right, we didn't even talk about it. We didn't say anything about it. But in one Sunday, we took a special offering. And in, in one hour, we saw 13000 thousand dollars come in to go and help pay for that that vehicle right there and within the next week it, oh man isn't it awesome it's, so it's just awesome and within the next week we saw that go up to fifteen thousand and then the church gave an extra five thousand on top of that so we did twenty thousand dollars to help yeah. get that vehicle and yeah. how, how many how many people has it brought home so far just since we've gotten it a lot. A lot. The, the word is a lot. Yeah. So God is so good, and God is just going to keep using that vehicle and these amazing people so to go out and save lives and save things. So I just want to, in Second Corinthians 9, 6, and 7, it says God loves a cheerful giver. Oh, you know what makes a cheerful giver? Watching what God can do. When you get to see things like this and you get to see people's lives change, you get to see these kids go to camp and be impacted and transformed, that is what makes a cheerful giver. When you begin to understand God's promises and you live them out, yeah. oh, we get to see and be a cheerful giver. So let's, let's pray as we, as we give this morning. You can give online. Um, you can give here in person. There's a give box somewhere right back there. And you can, you can give that way if you'd like. Um, but definitely you can give online. So let's pray for just a moment. Father God, we thank you. And we are so cheerful in our giving. God, I thank you that we're a part of a generous church that makes a difference in our community, that makes a difference in the people around us, that we're, we're not just all talk, but we're walk. Come on, we walk out our faith with fear and trembling and watching what you can do, God. So we thank you that you're going to bless this offering this morning, that, that these tithes and offerings to impact hundreds of thousands of people that we, we may never meet and they never know, but we will see the fullness in heaven of what you can do, God. And so we thank you and give you the glory right here and now. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. All right, so there is a ton going on. If you do not have the Church Center app, get it. You can get navigate it. through there, see all of the events. Come on. I'm not going to um, bore you with commercials or anything like yeah. that, but we have a ton going on. Yes. Also, it is getting warmer, um, and I know we're going inside next week, but for today, please, please, please stay hydrated. We have water in this cooler. It's free. You don't have to pay or anything like that. Just get water, stay hydrated, get some cold stay water. alive. And, um, yeah, and we have amazing things. And then our yeah. youth are going to camp this week. That's right. Come so on. Be praying for them. Be praying for our leaders. Be praying for the um, families that are left home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, people going that are going to lead to youth serve. that are leaving their families to go and serve. Yeah. And so be praying for all of those parties involved. But, Kate, if you could come up here, we need your help yeah. with something. Yeah, we need some help. We need some help. But before we do that, yeah. do you want to? What? Well, yeah, I want to introduce them, but we've got a couple things, right? So if, if you want to get into those, uh, there's some raffle prizes back there. Go get those raffle prizes. Put some tickets in for that. If you'd like, you can purchase one of these beloved hats right here. This is $5. Everything that you purchase today is going to go towards youth, towards their camp and everything like that. And if you like my cool hat, anybody like my cool hat? I think it's cool. It's got an American flag on the bottom. Come on. Oh, that thing's awesome. These these are $20, and every dollar will go to youth camp. So we're, we're fired up to do that. So go ahead and purchase those. But we have something else that's pretty exciting. Oh, I'll, let's bring up Rudy and Lori first. Yeah. Can you guys come up here? Both of you, yes. 
Come up here, Lori. Come up here, Mama. Come up here, Mama. These people are some of my best friends. No, you're not going to get pied. You're not going to get pied. Don't you guys, worry. I just yeah. want you to know. Like, we have dunk tanks for you guys. It's so, so, <laughs> it's so important to have friends. It's so important to have friends in the fight, the That's good right. fight of faith with you. That's and right. I know both of these mm. amazing Incredible people, people, friends. Like, it's hard not to cry because they just are so amazing. doesn't matter what we call them with. <laughs> they respond with love, right? Yeah. And they welcome us with open arms every single time. And yes. I know every single time that you interact with them, you experience the same thing because that's who they are, right? And as pastors, we need other pastors that are going to point us to Jesus no matter right. what. And these are those people for us. These are us. those pastors. Yep. And so I just want you to Come know on. we love you both so, so, so much. <laughs> and we're so happy that you oh. guys are here. And we totally trust you with our flock 100%. And so Amen. you guys are going to get to hear and experience the Lord through mm. them today. And, and I brought Lori fire. up. I know you're not preaching, but she's still important. And she I important. love her so much. And yeah, She's beautiful. So. She's amazing. Yeah. This, this family, we love them so much, and, and we, we should have the whole Gonzalez family up here and, and, yes. and David get coming into the fold Come and all on. of it too, but, but we just love you all so much, <laughs> and we thank you for what you do. We, your sacrifice is so unseen so many times, but at the same time, the Lord knows. The Lord knows what you do. He knows how you do it. Yes. He knows with what heart you do it, and because of that, you are blessed. Yes. You're so blessed, and we love you. Amen. We love you so much. All Amen. Right, so before they <sighs> bring the house down, we have a little craziness. Does so anybody want to see okay? some pastors right. get some pies in the face? We won't require yeah. you to be oh, in there. I promise. Yeah. I, I, hope that, I hope that my, my bid Hello. got up to like $500. That's what I'm hoping. Oh, man. Somebody, somebody wanted to pie me so bad. They They're paid literally running away. I've never seen anyone run away from you guys on strange faster than they just did. <laughs> <laughs> out of the no pie, no pie, no pie. Take it away. Okay, so here we go. So um, how many of you guys are, you know that our kids are going to youth camp next week? Okay. And we want to make sure that, well, first off, everybody's going, but we want to make sure that we support them financially. And this is our final effort to support them financially, and I think it is the greatest, most fun idea. Now, we're going to be auctioning off pieing a pastor. We started with a silent auction, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you who the pastor is, what the highest bid was, and then if you want to step up right now and make a higher bid so that you can pie them right here, right now, you are more than welcome to. So we're going to work our way into this. If you hear that, you know, Pastor Abel went for $2,500, but you still want to donate and you don't want to donate $2,600, you can still give on the church app. So if after watching all of this, you're like, you know what, I still want to give money to the kids going to church camp, please, please, please use that um, church center app or talk to Pastor Jen or Pastor Abel. All right, first up. Drum roll. We need a drum roll. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We have Pastor Keith Brano. Woo! All right. The going number to pie Pastor Keith right now is $100. You can't bid on yourself. You cannot bid. He literally, he put, no. Okay. So you can't put a pie in your own face. All right, here we go. Going number is, where's Catherine? Catherine Perrier, $100. Where's Catherine. Catherine. Catherine's right there. Okay, so Catherine's got it at $100 unless somebody steps up. $100 going once. $100 going twice. $100 sold to Catherine. Get up here and buy Pastor Keith. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 101? We've got 101. Your bid does not count. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to get your money now. You can just come buy him. We trust you. He's going to his car to get his donation. <laughs> just come get him. Do we have a pie ready? 
No! That's cheating. Pastor Keith, why do you cheat? Oh, that is a good one. That is a good one. All right. Let's give a countdown in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. That's a good one. (laughs) Pastor Keith, $101 for Jesus. I love it. (laughs) All right. Next, we have Pastor Sarah Twist. Come on, Sarah. All right. The highest bidder, this might be my favorite one, is her son at $26. Caden is going to pay $26 to buy his mom unless somebody outbids him. Caden with $26 going once, going twice. $30 to Emily going once, going twice. $31 to Caden going once. Going twice, 35 to Abel, going once, going twice, 36 to Caden, going once, <laughs> going twice, sold to Caden Twist for $36. <laughs> All right, Caden, come buy your mom. <laughs> He's only doing this because he knows he doesn't have to see her for a week. clean. All right. We have Matt McNeese at $50. We've got Matt for 50 going once, going twice. 55? 55 to Emily going once, going twice. Sold to Emily for $55. (laughs) Right? Two, one, get him! <laughs> let's hear it for Pastor AJ. All right, next up. I love that we have a pastoral team that agrees to this, you guys. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> next up, we have Pastor Chelsea. Oh, she is fully prepared. These are the garments. We've learned about the uh, spiritual armor, but we have not learned about whipped cream pie armor yet. She's teaching an object lesson on that today. All right. We have for $55 to pie, Pastor Chelsea, Eugene Dokes. Eugene, $55 going once, going twice. 60? Come on. You're looking for 60. We're looking for 60 to get, no one, 60 to Anastasia. 60 to Anastasia, going once. 75, going once. Going twice. 90 to Anastasia, going once. (laughs) Going twice. 125, going once. (laughs) Going twice. Sold for 125, come on down. He paid $125 for that pie. There better be a whole can in there. <laughs> I thought we were friends. Oh, man. 
Christina. Okay. He did save you. I, I have a feeling someone will figure out a way to get you back. It's an extremely creative bunch over there. <laughs> All right, next up we have Pastor Abel. Right now, the bid for Pastor Abel is extremely specific. It is $151.01 going to Taylor, who's already holding the pie. She's pretty confident here. So let's see if we can outbid Taylor. $151.01. Can we get $155? Taylor's got it going once, going twice. Oh, two and a half. Oh, Crawford for what? $160 to Crawford. Oh, my word. Going to Taylor for one, 165 to Crawford going once. Oh, my word. 165 and a penny going to Taylor. Going once. Going twice. 170 going to Crawford. Going once. Going twice. 200 to Taylor. Going once. Going twice. 200 to Taylor is sold. I'm not even sure how many pies that was. Well worth it. All right. Pastor Jen, you're up next. What's that uh, dust on your trash bag? That's a sentence I've never said before. What's that dust on your trash bag? Or I don't know when else I would say it. <laughs> all right. Pastor Jen, also extremely specific, going to Pastor Abel for $100.01. Would anybody like to outbid Pastor Abel? Pastor Jen, oh, what's your bid? 110 to Crawford, going once. 120 to Abel, going once. 130 going to Crawford, going once. 150 going to Abel, going once. 200 going to Cliff, going once. <laughs> That's her husband, by the way. <laughs> going once. <laughs> going twice for 200. 200 and a penny. Okay, Taylor, I mean Matt. Two, 210 going to Cliff, going once. 220 to Abel, going once. Going twice. 2.30 going to Crawford, going once. We're at 2.30. 2.50 to Cliff, going once. Going twice. We're at 2.50. Sold to Cliff for $250. I believe he has your children hiding in the wings.
die for you. Never mind. <laughs> Mommy, we have another pie for you. Pastor Justin. All right, starting bid is from Eugene for $115. Eugene has $115 on Pastor Justin. That's going once. Sarah, Ava, what is it? $125 to Ava. Going once. Going twice. $130 to Emily. $150 to Anastasia. 170 to Abel, 200, 200 going once, 210, 225 to Ava, Ava's at 225, 240 to Abel, 250, 255, can't keep up with this, 300 to Crawford, 300 for Crawford going once. Going twice. Anybody gonna help Big Crawford? He's gonna enjoy this way too much. Sold to Crawford for $300. All right, I think this one deserves a big loud countdown. Are you guys ready? Let's start at 10 big and loud. Let's uh, make the neighbors wonder what we're doing. 10, nine. and whipped cream go well together? I think so. <laughs> all right, well, that was so much fun. We wish our youth all the best at camp. We hope that they grow closer to Christ, grow closer to each other. Thank you guys for helping us send them off in such a fun way. And let's hear it for Pastor Rudy. Let's do this. Man, that was a lot of fun. I was wondering what the black tarp was out here. I didn't know if we were going to be bloodletting animals or what was going to happen. But let's bring my wife up. I always like to do this before I preach. You know, the Bible says, he who finds a wife, finds a wife, finds a good thing. And this is my good thing. Where'd she go? Pray for me. Praise God. You know, this is, she is a perfect example of an amazing wife that doesn't restrict her husband in serving the Lord. Amen? You know, I'm going to be preaching a little bit on some different things. The, the, the main part of what I want to get out of today, let me just get a minute to compose myself. The main thing that I want to get across today is for us to move from that point of being a sinner to a saint. All right. Now this is going to be this is going to be a little bit hard and I love that that Pastor Justin and Chelsea were allowed me and said that I have some liberty and that they trust me. 
And as I prayed about this this morning and, and through the week, the Lord just continued to bring this back. Because it's really what's happening right now is I'm tired of the church staying in Egypt. Amen? Tired of the church staying in Egypt. The people that were in Egypt in bondage were still God's people. Amen? But they were in bondage. I'm tired of seeing our church in bondage. I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen? Tired of it. Tired of it. So we're going to move from what we were saved from. A lot of churches, that's what happens. What were you saved from? And they talk about their addictions. And they talk about their their, um, lust issues or their all these different things that continue to keep them in bondage. But they wear that badge of the church. They call themselves Christian. That's important. It's not what the world calls them. Let that sink into for just a second. It's not what the world calls them because the world sees them as something else. The world doesn't call them Christian. They call them the religious. They call them the religious. Instead, we're going to move from a point of what we were saved from to what we're saved to. See, that's the church right there. It's a church that is described by their ministry. It's a church that's described by the glory of God. It's a church that's described by the miracles and the wonders that follow those that believe. Amen? Not the ones that are chasing after the signs and wonders. The ones that that in the wake of what they're doing are the glory of God. But let me go back a little bit. I want to say thank you so much. I just got a little excited about what the Lord's got for me today. This body means so much to us. It means so much to us. You guys have held us up when our arms got tired. You continue to come day after day, week after week. Pastor Keith, where are you at? Relentless. 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 I'm preaching out of the King James today. So you may hear some words that you may say, Pastor can't say that. Can't say that, but I'm preaching right out of the King James today, so it's going to be interesting. But Pastor Keith, man, that guy... Time and time again, and we had some revelation the other day as we were talking, and he, and he, several times he's come to testify, and he's told people, you know, I'm here to be the one that's going to hold up the hands of those that are in battle. I'm here to be like the Stephen who, who took up the slack while the apostles went to go preach. And I reminded him, I said, for this though, brother, you got to remember, oops, sorry. For this, you got to remember that who was who was stoned? Stephen was stoned, but Stephen's stoning at the direction of Saul was the one that caused him to become Paul. So, church, this is a forethought. I want to say it's a prophetic word, but this is a forethought to a church that has stepped into a role of Stephen. Remember, remember when those are going to come, right? And this is in a preparation of that. I know. Just getting to spend some time with your pastor, he's, he said that he's been preaching about oppression and how to break those bonds of oppression. Today, it's going to be set free. It's not going past this. 
I'm glad we got this out here right here because we're going to slit that demon's throat. It's going to bleed out on the ground. It's going to give the glory to God. Amen. I'm tired of staying in Egypt. We're no longer going to be in Egypt. I don't care what's in front of us. I don't care what's been challenged. I don't care what's been said. We're going to break it down. Amen. So in the Bible, it says in Hebrews, it says to come boldly. We got some bold men and women here. Do we have some bold men and women here to boldly come into the throne room of grace to receive God's mercy? I don't want the enemy's mercy. I'm not going to bow down and say, give me quarter. No, I'm going to I'm going to raise the black flag and let them know that, hey, today's the day you better run. You better run or I'm coming at you. Whether it be by myself or with a group, I'm coming at you. Now, I believe that this is the church that's going to be coming after them, that's going to stand with us again in a time and a trial and a place that we may call fearful. This may separate the sheep from the goats, but that's okay. I've been through some prunings, and it makes me sad when I see the, the people leave or I see people challenged, and they're like, man, that's just not for me. It's just not for me. But it's for God, and it's for God's people. See, my wife, who I love to bring up before I preach, is a woman that has held me to account, that has caused me to move forward, that hasn't restrained me from the service of God. She's emboldened me. She's my help me. She's entrusted me. One of our warriors were... He was at the ranch, and I only I, I had conducted their their wedding ceremony. And I, it must have been the spirit of the Lord. I don't even remember saying this, but but during his service, I said, "You know, do you realize that the whole purpose of you coming together as man and woman is that on that day that you present her to Christ, you are to present her without spot or blemish." Married couples, did you know that? That it's your responsibility on that day of judgment to bring your wife before the living God and present her without spot or blemish. For women to do the same. Now, it may be one of those things that you come back and you say, but, but I really wanted him to just spend more time at home. I really just wanted him to spend more time at Bible study. I really just wanted him to spend more time doing other things. My wife prayed a dangerous prayer when she wanted me to come to the Lord as a man of God. She'll testify on her own that she said, man, I just thought, I thought it would be nice to have my husband go to Bible study. I thought it would be nice just to have, have my, my husband, like, go to church. In the book of Revelation, it says this. It says that the devil will be defeated by the blood of their lamb and the word of our testimony. And they will love not their lives unto their own. Unto their own. But so often now, the church in captivity is listening to what Pharaoh says. It says, go home to your families. Do you know the devil probably knows scripture better than anybody here? He's lived it. So he'll twist it and turn it. 
and he'll use it against you. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's the one that points fingers. But this here in the very next verses, it says that that accuser is cast down. If he's going to be cast down then, I'm just going to cast him down now. He's got no place in my neighborhood. He's got no place in my life. He's got no place even breathing the same air that I breathe. He needs to run when I step forward. But if I'm timid and I'm scared and I'm continually talking about what I'm saved from, where am I going to be at? At his little midst. Remember, Rudy, this is what you were saved from. You could go back to that at any minute. But you'll be loved. Just stay right there. Stay in your afflictions, Rudy. Man, you're just a sinner saved by grace. Identify as that sinner. We'll just keep you in Egypt. You're fed. You don't have to go hungry. You could be complacent. Heck, I'll even let you complain about Pharaoh a little bit. Man, I want our people to be free. I want that calling of Jonathan to be upon your lives where you sit and you look at those uncircumcised Philistines on the, on the mountaintops around us and you say, no, wait. I know somebody else is supposed to be doing the fighting. But our king is sitting and sleeping underneath a pomegranate tree. I have to find an armor bearer. Where's my armor bearers at? They're going to stand up and go charge that mountain and say, no more. I'm tired of our children being sold. I'm tired of even at our, our Christian schools, at our, at our different places, that our children being attempted and tempted away and being pulled away from our families. I'm tired of it. But you know what's even more tiring? Is seeing what the enemy's doing to our children? Is seeing the church sit back and watch. Sit back and watch. How can we watch? How can we stand by? How can we do anything that, that doesn't allow freedom in our people's lives? I had a revelation when I was new to the ministry. And I thought, you know, gosh, I, was, I, I became very legalistic. And I was the one that would talk about how alcohol was sinful. And, man, I was, the, I was doing the devil's bidding, amen, in the name of the, of, of the church. I was the accuser of the brethren. I'd point fingers and I'd shout. And I, I was a street preacher. I love street preaching. I still like street preaching. I just preach a different way. I like to preach freedom grace and love and compassion, a transforming love that will get somebody into the fight rather than keep them in the fight. But I like using Jesus' example. We're going to be in Matthew 21. We've already gone through a few verses. But in Matthew 21, I love this story because rather than just telling you what's wrong and yelling at you and point a finger, it's like, it's like that idiot on the road that's like, hey, you got a flat tire. Pull over. You're going to kill somebody. It's not looking at that scared single mom that's in the car that's like, what do I do? Like, I don't want to pull over on the freeway. I'm scared. It said, pull over. I'll help you. But a lot of us are sitting back. We're thinking, you know what? I don't want to go because if I help them, what if they're a bad guy or girl? Or what if I get my hands dirty? Or, gosh, you know what? 99.9% .9 of the church, 
I don't know how to change the tire. I don't know how. So I'm not even going to step and help and attempt. I think my own, my AAA card only works for me. But, man, we're going to change some tires today. Hopefully there's somebody because I'm looking for one. You know, when Pastor asked how many people that that vehicle has uh, helped recover, you know what my answer is always going to be? One. That's all I care about. I, I, my, my, my mind isn't big enough to see the masses. I got to worry about the one. I got I to gotta leave the 99 that are busy doing the other stuff to go after that one. So just one. I'm looking for the one today. I'm looking for the one warrior right now, that one warrior princess, that one that's like, man, but, but, man, we're going to kick that butt right in his proverbial donkey ass, King James, right here. All right? So Matthew 21. Woo! Jesus. Jesus. And when they drew night unto Jerusalem, and they were to come out of Bethage unto the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go, go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say unto you, Ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye, daughter of Sion, behold, the king cometh unto the meek and the sitting upon an ass, and a colt of foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put them on their put on them their clothes, and sent him thereon. And very great multitudes spread the garments on the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them out in the way. And the multitudes that went out before them and followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Anybody know what Hosanna means? What's that? Save us. Save us. Now, I'm going to put a a spin on this because I don't have time to soft coat it. Every single victim that I've ever helped recover or been sitting on an, an afterview to hear their testimony of how they were brutalized, in the moment of their brutalization, every single one said they got cried out and said, God, save me. God, stop what's happening to me. Stop this person that I trusted from brutalizing me. Stop. Stop it, God. A lot of them, that's the barrier of them coming forward to the Lord because they'll say, where was God in the midst of that? Where was he when this was happening? He says he's a savior. He didn't save me from that. I had a good friend of mine that was a part of the ministry for a while that was a victim. You see a lot of ministries like ours that do awareness campaigns, right? They want to come up and tell you statistics, and they want to say all these different things that are happening in your own backyard, hoping that if I move you enough, 
or scare you enough to think that it's happening in your own backyard that maybe you'll give a little bit of money out of your pocket so that I can continue on with my ministry. I'm not going to do that. A lot of the people in the ministry get upset when I say this, but we don't need your money. I serve a God that owns everything. Whether you believe it or not, he even he even owns the money in your account that you're coveting. He owns the house that you live in. He owns the vehicle that you drive, the property that you think you have a mortgage on. He owns that. I serve him. He liberally gives to me, sometimes through you, when I ask, because I want to be in his will. Where do you think that Moses got all of the money that was needed to bring everyone out of Egypt? Where do you think he got that? He's like, uh, we got to save a little bit because I'm like counting how many people and three meals a day and the budget's going to be, let's put up a real quick fundraiser on GoFundMe because I got to get these millions of people out of No, he's like, the God who I serve says go. The God who I serve says go. Jesus. Hosanna. They're crying out. You know what that did? Think of this. They're crying Hosanna, and people are watching. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he come into Jerusalem, the city was moved, saying, the city was moved. Come on, how many of you want your city moved? How many of you love this area? How many of you want to see this city move? It's got to move first. You are the city. One of our favorite songs we have, and, and I don't want to sound too pompous, but it says, you know what, you keep praying for revival. I'm already living in one. You know where revival starts? Right here in you. Go home, have a revival. Have a revival looking in the mirror, talking to God. Have a revival sitting in your prayer closet. Have a revival on your own and get in there. And maybe somebody's going to look at it and say, whoa, there's a Christian right there. Not a sinner saved by grace. A sinner. Wow, gosh, a lot of Christians love to just wear that, that way out. It is. It's like their trump card. It's like their way out. Do you know that it says in the Bible in Hebrews, it says that if you continue to sin and you believe, you re-crucify Christ to an open shame. Every single time that you lie, cheat, steal, lust, gluttony, all of those things, you're taking my Lord and Savior, who I love and I will fight and die for, back up on the cross. I don't want to see that. I want to see him in his glory with us worshiping him and loving him, not going out and continuing to sin. He will gladly go. He's my Savior, and he loves you. And he will die again and again and again, over and over and over for your sin. But you've got to be tired of it. You've got to be tired of having blood on your shoes. On your garments, when you're supposed to be presented to God without spot or blemish. Man, are we ready to move? Are we ready for our city to move? Man, Jesus, Jesus is coming into the city and the, the children are crying out, Hosanna. 
and the people are, are looking and the city's being moved. And Jesus went into the temple of God. Another version, it talks about him fashioning a whip. Think of this. Think of what's going through our Lord and Savior. Whether you're still sitting in the center side or you're moving to the saint, think of what's going through the mind of the Lord and Savior as the children are crying out, God, save us. The children are being brutalized. And he walks into the temple where God is supposed to reside and people are selling goods. They've made the house a den of thieves. They're stealing people's money. A place where they're supposed to be worshiping, but they're ready to crucify him. They're getting ready to crucify him. So he fashions a whip, and man, he starts throwing tables. Come on, that's my Jesus. You know, in, a, in another scripture, in another part of the Bible, it talks and it says, when the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, the violent take it by force. I'm tired of the church being asleep and not being violent. I'm not talking about stupid stuff like storming capitals and, and going to freedom rallies and protests. I'm, about, I'm talking about feeding the hungry clothing the naked, being bold, and going into places that they tell you you can't go. COVID or not, it doesn't matter. We shouldn't be having church because they told us they can't. We, we, we should be having church because we cannot. We can't help it, but we got to get together, man. We got to get motivated. We got to go. We got we to gotta sing. We got we to gotta do things for our Lord and Savior whom we love. You can either be the ones that are getting ready to crucify or you can be the ones that are singing out Hosanna. And realizing that if they're brutalized, you're brutalized. Carry that burden. Get ready to fight. Come on, here comes the fight. It is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to see him in the temple, and he healed them. Healed them. Healed them. Healed them. Man, how many people are running to us to be healed? Not because they, they want to see the signs and wonders and and they get some goofy stuff going on where they start talking about all this and go visit your past and bring up your old and all of this. How about just, in the name of Jesus, have sight. Now, if you're the one that is crying out Hosanna, you're crying out God save me and believing that it's going to be true. There's a blind man outside the city. Man, it's a couple chapters ago. I'll paraphrase it. I'm going to look it up, but it's such a great story because I want the neighbors to hear this one. But there was a blind man when Jesus was coming into the city. He recognized that it was Jesus because of the commotion. And you know what he did? Jesus! Jesus! You know what they said? Shh, be quiet. What are you doing? Man, he's got business to do. You're causing a stir. Jesus! Son of David! You know what Jesus said to him? Get that guy over here. Get that guy over here. 
I don't care what else is going on. I don't care what kind of commotion. I don't care what's on the agenda today. Bring him to me. How many of you want to get pushed to the front of the line? Come on, I do. I want to be pushed to the front of the line. I want to be so close to God that nothing can stick to me. Man, I want that, I want that, that permeate on me so that nothing can stick to me. Man, I don't want to have to go through um, one of those, those books about pornography again. I don't want to have to go through one of those ideas that, that alcohol is creeping in on my back. I don't want to go through one of those. I don't want to have to go through one of those books on how to manage my money. I don't want to do all those things. I want to be so pressed into God that he's the only thing that I worry about. Jesus! Jesus! You know what Jesus said to him? Not, hey, blind man, you got your sight. He said, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? Man, I love the way that Jesus talks. He knows. He's all-knowing. He's no, he knows what this man's infirmities are. He knows what sins in his life. He said, God, I want to see. I want to see. How many of you want to see today? How many of you are tired of having those Egyptian blinders on? Being kept in captivity, just status quo, continuing to, to do Pharaoh's bidding because you're scared of the plagues. I'm not scared of the plagues. Bring them. Bring it. Man, don't, don't, whoo, don't, don't tempt that tiger, man. He'll bite. <sighs> Slap that tiger right across his mouth. Man, I wish I could get in a fight with a tiger. That's like a dream of mine. Dream. Slap a bear. Yes. Come on, Paul, who was like this big. Paul, you know the description of Paul? He was like this big, bow-legged, big old nose. Right? He was bow-legged because he rode around on a horse so much because he was so out of shape he couldn't walk anywhere. But he said he fought the beast at Ephesus and won. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Release the beast. Let it be an example to the rest of the church that nobody can stand in our way. Try to crucify us. I got work to do. The Lord knows the hour of my death, and I'm comfortable with that. I don't need to be scared of what the world is going to do or what the things are going to happen. Like, I'm here in the midst of the fight. I don't need to step aside because of fear. Saw a new T-shirt company. I'm, man, I'm loving the phrase. Come on, take this with me. It's yours to have, but chase your fears. Man, I want my fears to be on the run. I'm like, where are you at? Man, I want to stab you right in the face, fears. Because you're getting in my way. What, what's wrong with our church where we're not warriors anymore, that we don't go after things? Man, we run and hide. That's not, that's not the Christian way. It's not the Christian way to run and hide. It's to gather the 300 that are the most capable, most trained to go right into the face of the enemy with our worship and say, try this. Because you lay a hand on somebody like me and my God will rip you apart. You touch one of the, the little ones that are encountered with my safety and he will rip you apart. You know, I have so many people that past, present, and future warriors that come to me and say, man, pastor, I can't do what you do because I just have anger issues. Man, if I heard, if I heard about somebody brutalizing a child, you know, I can't. I don't know what I would do. You know what I tell them? You're not that bad. You think you're that bad? Shoot, you're not that bad. You ever kill anybody? 
don't sit there and th- say that you are. Because you're not that bad. You've never looked in somebody's eyes and done something like that. Get off your, your fake persona of toughness that you think that you've created in your life and push forward and save a child. We've been through this last year of, oh, it's time to start a revolution. Throw some American flags on my pickup truck and drive around honking my horn, Trump 2020, or whatever. I can't even get you to go save a girl from your own community. How do you think you're going to storm the Capitol and stand up against the United States Marines? You think you're going to do that? You're not. So get saved. Get in the Word. Get born again. Get washed clean. And then get ready to serve God, because this is how you're going to do it, right here. Ready? Here, I'm almost to the solution. We fix, we're fixed. we pulling out the jack, starting to spin those lug nuts on that tire. We'll get you on the road again. And when the chiefs, chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, uh-oh, man, the rest of the church is going to be like, what are you doing? Saw the wonderful things that he did. And the children crying in the temple, the children crying, saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore and displeased. That was me. Confession. This is not who I was saved from. This isn't a, uh, this is, but this is the word of my testimony. My daughter at the age of 10, beautiful, willing, excited about going out and, and feeding the hungry. Feeding an old homeless vet named Admiral. We get in the car after praying for him, and me kind of doing my good deed, feeling puffed up. Gave a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to a homeless guy. Woo! I am the church, right? My daughter looks at me with her big brown eyes and says, Daddy, are there hungry kids? Yeah, baby, there are. Why aren't we feeding them? like a judo leg sweep take down onto the mat well because there's not enough hours in the day daddy has a full-time job you know we don't have enough money there's a lot of hungry kids there's just no way man there's a story in the bible about a little boy that comes up to some doubters when there's five thousand people to feed and says lord here's my lunch take this you can have this They were sore and displeased. When you take your lunch as that little boy and having the faith of a child, the ones that are screaming out and saying Hosanna and saying, you know what? With whatever we have, we give unto the Lord to do the most of what he's capable of, which is everything. 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 Think about this. What's holding you back? This is going to make the change. Start visualizing. I want to know. You don't have to shout it out. Because we're going to deal with it in a minute. What's holding you back? What's holding you back right now from greatness? What's holding you back in your life that's keeping you from going to that next step? What's, what's holding you back? What's your excuse? 
Do you know that it says, well, it says, I say it because of a good friend of mine, the one that helped raise me up in the Lord, the one that, that did this for me, what I'm doing today, who did this for me, said God can't bless an excuse. God can't bless an excuse. No matter what your excuse is, if you put that up and say, Lord, you know, bless this, coddle it. But Lord, my marriage, but Lord, my job, but Lord, my health, but Lord, my finances, but Lord, my anger, but Lord, my lust, but Lord, my but, 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 but. Man, they were angry. After doing all this, Jesus left them. Went out of the city of Bethany where they lodged there. Now in the morning, when he returned to the city, guess what? Jesus hungered. Jesus hungered. Even though you have your excuses, we have our excuses I'm going to put it, I'm getting in the boat with you. We have our excuses, because my excuses still rise up. They come every single day. We're all tempted. We continually are tempted, but temptation is not sin. That's the first strike to the enemy right there. Temptation is not sin. Say that with me. Temptation is not sin. It's giving in to temptation, which becomes sin. Jesus was tempted. Did he give in? It's common to all men. We all have a way of escape. We all have a way out. And this is it. He hungered. Now, even with our temptation, when the temptation comes, when our excuses are there, you're hungry for something else. Otherwise, you wouldn't be offering up that but or that excuse. See, when I first got out here and I started talking, I was talking about our children and this and that. Everybody's amen and right on and woohoo. Right? Because you don't want to see a child brutalized. That should turn your stomach. You should be upset about that. You hunger to see something other than what's going on there. You hunger for that worship and praise that was so beautiful today. You hunger for the laughter and the joy and the excitement that was going on right here of fellowship and friendship. But I tell you that when our when our when our city, when our children, when our, when our state, our country, our world is held in captivity of sin, it taints this for me. It's hard for me to enjoy. It's hard. It's hard for Jesus. He hungered. He had just been healing the sick. He had been doing some amazing things, man. He fashioned a whip. He turned over tables. He took some rest, and now he's hungry. And he looks down the road, and he looks, and he's like, man, that, that looks good. That fig tree's got some leaves on it. This is the, the devil's last greatest temptation that he can do in your life, is to put something up to make you think that you have to minister to that is not going to produce fruit in your life. This is his last great accomplishment in a sinful life. This is what the devil does. He makes you minister to your sin more than to righteousness. How many people are still stuck? And I don't need to see a show of hands. But how many people are still stuck in ministering to their sin? 
that are sitting around coddling their sin, that are sitting there naming their sin, that are loving their sin, putting Facebook groups about their sin, putting all these wonderful things together in their sin. It's a church of their sin. If they're building a temple to anything, it's to their sin. And then they sit there and they get praise from each other. Oh, this man, let me tell you about what he's done to get over his addiction. Makes me sick. Because I see nothing but people in bondage. I see dry bones. But we're going we're gonna to raise up those dry bones today. Better get ready. Because what did Jesus do? Let's just move away from that fig tree. Heck no. My Jesus is a warrior. I don't know what your Jesus does. People like to talk about, my Jesus, he's peaceful. Well, my Jesus said he didn't bring peace but a sword. He's the prince of peace. He doesn't need to bring peace. He is peace. He's peace by being violent to a kingdom of heaven that is in capture. He's one that is violent against the sins of this world that he will not stand for. Jesus does not stand for sin. He's not going to sit there and hold you and pet you and cuddle you while you're in the midst of doing the things that you're doing. Here's the answer. You ready for this? He looked at that tree, and he said, wither and die. Man, you guys were waiting for something else, some other magic bullet. This is it. You look at that problem that's got you in captive because you hunger and you think that that sin is going to feed you, and you have to recognize that it's got no fruit on it, and that fruit will never live again, so you look at it and you say, wither and die. Come on, get that knife hand out. Wither and die. Right? you got to look at it, and you got to want to just tear it apart. It better either run or you're going to tear it limb to limb because it can't get on your way because that's the way you're going. It can't stay in the way. Jesus goes on further, and he's like, look, if you've got the faith, to do what I just did to this stupid little tree. Gosh, it makes me so mad. People are still trying to eat from that tree. Oh, it's going to produce fruit at some point. No, it's not. Wither and die. He says, if you have the faith to do this, that I have just done with this tree, you'll be able to look at that mountain. No matter how far off it is. With the faith that I have just shown you, and you can tell that mountain to move, and it will move from a tree to a mountain like that. How many of you are ready to move some mountains? See, because you go from the tree in your life into the mountains that are blocking others. That's called ministry. That's called, well, man, would you, you know what, would you follow that? Would you follow a church that's doing that? Would you follow a church of a pastor and believers that get together and say, I don't care what's in your life. Man, we'll move that. We'll move it. See, being a United States Marine, this is the one thing that I love. I love about my Corps is we are the only armed service that teaches in their boot camp to assault through an ambush. Right? Assault through the ambush. Man, there's a mountain that we get to take. Get excited. Come on, you, you've got an illness in your life? Ah! Let's take it. Let's get excited about that. Bring me your hungry. Bring me your naked. Bring me your hurting. Bring me your hurting. Bring them here so that they can get healed and get into the fight. 
man, I will take them every day of the week because, man, when somebody gets healed, whoo, they got to go out there, man. When my wife got healed, when I got healed, I, I got hit by a van thrown 35 feet, broke my back. They called in a helicopter to evacuate me. My wrist and my hand were twisted all the way around. I got up from that accident, and they said, we need you to take you to the ER. I said, no. No, you don't. I'm going to give glory to God in the midst of this incident. I'm going to believe in my healing. I'm going to embrace that pain. I'm going to pray through it and be a testimony that God loves me so much that I will walk right now. Why are we teaching that in the church? Why aren't we teaching to go on the offensive instead of the defensive? I'm tired of building fences. I want to start sending the spies into Jericho. Man, I want into the promised land. I'm not sitting back and protecting Egypt. I'm not protecting a city that's under siege. No, I'm going to go out there and rip the enemy from limb to limb and say, this is my place. You either join me and get saved or move out of the way. Because I'm going after the one. How many are you ready to get rid of your fig tree? How many? I want to see some hands now. How many of you are ready to get rid of your fig trees? It's okay. Some aren't. I want to get a minstrel up here. We got anybody to play some music? I was just tired of suffering in the heat by myself. I mean, if you're ready... Like, seriously, as you can tell, I'm not, I don't have a whole lot of time to waste. The, the, the only places I am ever at is because God ordained it because of the time. My greatest resource that I have is time. I want you right now, as the music's playing, if you're ready, I mean, seriously ready. Don't do this to please the pastor. Don't do this to please the person next to you because I don't have time for that. your time and ready to kill that fig tree so you can move on to the mountain? Let's do this. I want this for this church that I love. I want this for this tribe that believes. I want this to hold up my brother that cares so much for you that I was willing to deliver this message today to get you in action more than you already are. There's a lost and dying world out there and they're crying, Hosanna, what are you doing? Sitting there growing a fig tree. It's time to get rid of that fig tree. It's time to get it out of the way. Start closing your eyes and start picturing what that fig tree is. Start thinking what that is. What is that fig tree in your life? What is it that's keeping you in shame from going into that throne room of grace to receive God's mercy? What is it that's keeping you from that point? Where you'll see true fruit in your life. That fruit in your life is carpos fruit. Carpos meaning Jesus-like fruit. Jesus was the one that did these things, not me. He's the one that helped me move on to, to a life that was more abundant. A life worth living. 
not only that, but that car post is a life worth imitating. How many of you have a life that somebody says, I want that life? Because it's so much like Jesus. I want, I want that. Each and every one of you can have that. They were first called Christians in Antioch because they got this. They remembered that idea of the fig tree and how it stood in the way and it didn't produce fruit. It caused people to be afraid of the mountain. It caused them to continue to stay in captivity. Church, be free. You want freedom? Come up. If you want freedom, come up. If you're tired of that fig tree, come up. If you're ready to do something about it, come up. If you're ready to fight, come up. I don't care if this is day one or it's day a thousand of your walk with Christ. I, you notice I've been here the whole time. I'm here. I want my fig trees to continue to wither and die. Jesus is not done with me, but the devil will continue to try to attack. And I have to continue to remember this message, to look at the fig trees in my life and say, wither and die. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we've assembled the saints for the work of the ministry. Father, I am asking for an anointing amongst those that are standing right now that have identified that fig tree in their life. Give them the boldness, Lord, to examine that tree, to know that it has no fruit. It has no place in their way. Father, they gotta, they're going to deal with it right now. And then it's going to be gone. There is no life in a fig tree after it's been cursed and left for dead. There's no bringing it back. It's just going to be a different fig tree down the road. That they'll know because they did it to this one, they can do it to the next. Whether it manifests in the shape of a mountain or a stupid little tree. Lord, as they've got that picture. As they've got that picture, Lord, let them right now look at it and say, wither and die. wither and die. Let them see it right now withering. Whatever it's been named as, Lord, right now in, in their mind, in their heart, we're binding those, those demonic forces that seem to think that that tree's got any type of branches on it. Lord, when it says that it will be bound on earth, it will be bound in heaven. So we bind those demonic forces that, that make that tree that's got nothing for us seem like it's fruitful, that it will bear fruit one day. It won't, so we tell it, wither and die. Get out of our way. We don't want it anymore. It's got no place in our schedule. It's got no place on our clock. It's got no place to be there. Because on the other side, Lord, now, this is the next part. That wheel's on. The lug nuts are going. You're getting back in your car. Let them see. Bless them, Lord, right now with a vision of what that ministry looks like what the vision of that ministry is, Lord, whether it be feeding the hungry or, or standing outside of an abortion clinic, saving the unborn. 
for being that example of a warrior that will stand up and no longer be in captivity. Lord, these are free men and women right now in the name of Jesus that are rising up to preach the good word in your name because there is no other name. Father, where were you when they were crying, Hosanna? You were seated on the throne. Sending your people. Where were you when they were crying, Hosanna? You were ready to be crucified again for our sins. Where were you when they were, they were crying, Hosanna? You were, you were speaking to these people that are right here, right now. Somebody right now out there is crying, Hosanna, Lord. Let them see who it is who needs the good news that's ready to hear their testimony so that you can send them out like sheep amongst the wolves with a good word, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, there will be no illness in their bodies. There is no financial problem. There are no buts in their life. There's only yeses. Father, bless them. Keep them. Let your light shine upon their face and give them peace that supersedes all understanding. In the name of Jesus. That's all I got for you, Pastor Church. God is good. So good. Oh, you guys blessed this morning or what? Are we ready to go to battle, church? Come on. Oh, we are ready to go to battle. There's a fight to be won, and it's <laughs> worth winning. Yeah. Mm. It's a good fight. Mm, no a question good about fight. it. Thank you so much, Pastor, Thank Pastor, you, Pastor Rudy. Rudy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. What a so, word. So, so good. That's a word we got to live in. Woo! Come on. I love Come it. Come on. Are we done with talk, church? Oh, are we done being a church that just talks about it? Come on. Come on. We are a church that goes and does. Amen. And I love that about this church. And you know what? It, it has very little to do with Chelsea and me. Yeah. It has everything to do with who God put in you. Yeah. And what God can do in and through you. Yep. And so I'm so grateful for warriors like, like Pastor Rudy who will go up to the devil and stab him, stab him in the face. Come on. Yeah. That, that fires me up. Yep. That's awesome. And I pray that all of us can go to battle that way. And those fig trees that are staring you at the face, laughing at you at the fact that it has no fruit, yep. yet you still give it attention. And I just pray for each of us that we do. We, we, we speak to that thing and tell it to die in the name of Jesus. Those so things good. will not hold you back anymore. No more addictions, no more junk. That has nothing to do with who you are. You are defined by the King of Kings and the Come Lord on. of Lords. And he has said you are yep. free. And, and he free who indeed. you are set free is free indeed. Come on. Come on, somebody. So we are so free. Good. We, we are love free. you all so, so, so much. Every single one of you. I wish I could just look you dead in the eye and just tell you how much we love you. Mm. You are so loved. You are so, so valuable to the moving body of Christ. You're valuable. Get active. Amen. Get activated today. I, if you can sit in that, under that anointing and under that word and not do something and not respond. Come on, somebody. You, I mean, there's new things. Rewatch the message. Let me just, right? like, right. You just, there's just so much, so much there. Amen. And if you missed um, church last week or weren't able to watch um, service, we put out a, a challenge to get in our word more. And so we are going through. Um, just a little Bible devotional on the Version app. Um, just to has that been fun for those of you that are in there? Come on, right? It's so good, it's producing been so, so much good. Fruit. It's, it's been amazing. so good. 
And so um, if it's not too late, you can still join yep. us. Um, so definitely um, get that. You guys can go. It's just to get in your word. So it doesn't matter if you're starting seven days late. You're not late. You're right, right on time. You're watching and this message two years from now. Yes. Get in your word. Yes. It's so, Do so, it. so good. Um, and on. then the other, uh, the last thing that I'll say is that um, we have the raffle prizes um, back on that back table. So it's like a silent auction or raffle tickets, I guess, right? Yeah. Raffle tickets. And so those are going to be drawn. Uh, what time is it, babe? It is 11.41. 11.41. Okay, so those are going to be drawn at 12 o'clock. Okay, 12 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So in 20 minutes. So get a chance to meet Pastor Rudy and his amazing wife, Lori, and the, the, the rest of the family. Um, go see the QRV. Ask questions. And... Um, if Just you want to fellowship. go to Mexico, yes, and the there's TCM a Mexico meeting, yes. meeting right after this. They're going to meet right back over here in the shade. Yes. And so go see these guys right over here. Go see the Twisses, and uh, they'll take you back there and then get you ready for Mexico yes. next month. And, and so we're so excited. If you are watching online and you have not given your life to the Lord yet, Come this on. is your moment. Come on. This is your moment. I know you heard an amazing message from my brother who's a fighter, and, and, he's, and, and maybe you don't, maybe you're having a hard time going, I don't know if I can fight like that, but can I tell you something? When, 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 when you have God behind you, it's like you can be a little kitten, but that lion's standing right behind you. Nothing can face you at that moment. So if you haven't given your life to Jesus yet, that's what we're asking you to do is come on to Team Jesus. See, see that you can't do it alone, just like the rest of us. Yeah. We're, we're all jacked up people that are fighting for freedom. Amen? Amen. So if that's you today, you're watching online or you're here in person, uh, we want to give you that opportunity. So just close your eyes for just a moment. And, and, and just sit there with the Lord. Let him speak to you. Let him show you who he is, how much he loves you. This whole service was done just for you. This whole thing, all the setup, all the teardown, all the hard work, tears, all the, all the sunburns that were paid were for you. And so God loves you so much. And so if that's you this morning, you're like, yeah, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to I want to I want to experience what that is like. I want to give up my old self. I want to stop being a coward. I want to stop being being a wuss in the middle of these things. I want to be a warrior. Come on. I've never been a warrior before. I want to be a warrior. If that's you this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, just raise your hand real high for me. I'm going to pray for you. We're going to pray together. Is that somebody here today? I see your hand back there, sweetie. Come on. I see your hand too, brother. Come on. Come on. God's doing a work right here right now. If you're watching online, if you're watching on the interactive site, there's a button you can push that says raise my hand. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, message us. Send a message to the church. Let us know, that, hey, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus, and we'll reach out to you. But if that's you this morning, you want to pray something like this. It, it, it doesn't matter the words that you say. You don't have to be the most articulate, whether you're, whether you're speaking King James Version or New Living Translation or whatever you're reading. You don't have to speak that way. You just speak from your heart, saying, God, I can't do this by myself. I've tried. I've screwed up. I don't have what it takes to do this by myself. But Lord Jesus, I know I can do this with you. And so God, I just, I put my sin, I put my junk, I put my old self, I even put my old successes on the altar. And I ask God that you would make me a new person right here and right now. Change me from the inside out. And as you pray that prayer, and you ask God to come into your life, he's going to start changing things from the inside out. Oh, come on. We don't need any more fake Christians. Let's not fake it till we make it. Come on, let's, let's let God work on us from the inside out. Let's have that personal revival that Pastor Rudy was talking about. 
And so, Lord Jesus, we give our lives to you today. We commit our lives to you today, and we, we would just relinquish all of our old self. And we, we're running after you today, Jesus. We thank you and give you all the glory and all the honor. And all God's people said, amen. 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 For those hands that were raised, we have some Bibles back there for you if you don't have one already. Yes. If you're online watching, you, you, you call me. I'll, I'll talk with you. Just reach out to me. Let, we'll, we'll talk together and pray together. And, and I would just want to tell you that this is the best day Come of your on. life. Yes. Come on. God is doing something yes. so big in you. So Wait good. till you see what he'll do through you. So good. Amen. And if today was your first day, um, first time here, we do have a gift for you. So That's you can right. head to the yellow tent back there. Come on. And um, we have a gift that will be given to you. You just have to fill out um, your name and that kind of stuff. And um, we would love to meet you and get connected with you. And if you need prayer, our prayer team is also in the other yellow uh, tent there and waiting to minister to you. And we love that's you all so much. Right uh, that's where it happens. They just fall right, right there. Right? Yeah. We love you guys. Have a great week. Yes. And we'll see you inside next week, 10 o'clock. Right. See you Saturday. <laughs>